our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now your host, Diet Renee. Diet Renee here on School Through Spirit with WL2KDB.com. This is a show where I speak each week of a topic that Spirit gives to me, and then I go on to talk to our guest. Now, our guest is somebody of which, you know, they're just going to talk to you about their journey, their life, how they got there, how Spirit in some way, shape, or form has really impacted them. Now, I know that sounds kind of broad, but it really you know what? Everybody's had those moments in life when you look back and you go, holy shit. Oh my God. If that wouldn't happen at this precise moment, wouldn't be where I'm at today. And that's what I'm talking about. Everybody calls it something different. I call it spirit. So this week, my guest is Mike Hatcher. Oh my God. Mike, 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 Mike. You're going to love Mike. Mike is um, the executive producer of Paraflix, uh, that amazing streaming network for par- all paranormal Um Shows, as you can recall, over the last year, I had Natalie Jones, the CEO on, and Patty Negri, who's not only the Good Witch, but also a huge part of the Paraflex community and co-creator of everything. And Mike comes in now. Um, and Mike is also, drumroll here, Mike is also coming in to help manage our station and help build things and, and just bring more to the table. And he's paranormal, guys. He's all paranormal. So you are going to love, love, love this gentleman. You are going to love him. Good morning, Tim. You are Tim today, Tim. Oh, my God. See, we're almost to the new year. You're Tim. And I'm going back and forth between sharing posts on Facebook. Oh, my God. I know it's going to be an itchy face that's today because, quite frankly, guys, I have allergies. And today it's all allergies. Um, but I am just sharing this really quick all over the place. Until I get a place. Oh, my computer is just running slow, guys. Computer is running slow today, um, which I guess is okay. We'll make it through. <sighs> so, Spirit and their topic today. I don't like their topic. I don't like their topic today, guys. And I'm going to tell you what. The reason I don't is because it's something I struggle with. I struggle with it. And, <clears throat> excuse me. Um <clears throat> Oh, I'm already catching in my, I'm all caught up in my throat about this. I don't know if I'm, oh gosh, I hate talking about this. I really do. I talk to other people about this all the time, but you know what? When you've got to come to yourself and you've got to put yourself on the table and examine yourself and, and do all that wonderful stuff, this is a hard topic. It really is because it does a lot of soul searching. Okay. Um, it does a lot of soul searching and, um, Plain all, plain all, be it's value in yourself. Putting value on yourself. God, what a, what a, oh, I even have a, I struggle with saying those words, value on yourself. You know, I, I would love, I need to take a poll someday and, and just literally put out there, hey, everybody, who values yourself? And to see 
see what that means. Okay. Now I started this struggle bus with this a long, long time ago, uh, you know, a, a, an extremely, extremely long time ago. I, um, I started this, this whole search for self diving in deeper, um, knowing myself, God, can you hear my, my allergies in my throat? Oh my gosh. Um, I started this journey a long, long time ago. Okay. And I won't even lie. It's, it's been forever and a day since I started this, this journey. Oh, good morning, psychic medium. I don't know who that Facebook person is, but Tim's not the Facebook user. Somebody else is now. And that's just due to, due to, uh, privacy studies. But to get on with this, I started this journey a long time ago uh, to get to know myself, discover myself, figure out who I was, who I want to be, and kind of moving forward. And this is something that's really been hard. It's been really hard. And this last year, I have been on this huge conquest. Um, oh, it's Deidre. Hello, Miss Deidre. <laughs> Thank you, Dad, for letting me know that. Um, this last year, I've really been, I've been really balls to the wall, nailing it as hard as I can. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of triumphs. But it's all been, and I didn't know why I was going through it. I, quite honestly, guys, I, I set off on this journey. Good morning, Anne. And didn't know what it was about. And it really started to come to um, a culmination about a month or so ago to where life just really started getting rough. I started getting, and, and it shouldn't be, I started getting offers and opportunities and things I should be going, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. And when I, instead I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's right. I, I, something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't this, something doesn't that. And it really came up to a moment where I had a conversation with somebody last week. And um, throughout this conversation, they're asking me what should have been pretty easy questions. And for me, they weren't. They were the hardest questions I think I ever had to answer. And I gave a lot of makeshift answers because I didn't, I didn't understand, I didn't understand the answers to those questions yet. So I kind of was just all over the place. And by the time the conversation was done. I started crying. Tears welled up, tears coming down. And I literally went, what it comes down to is I have no value on myself. I don't value me. And rocket ships went off in my head. Rocket ships just went bing, bing, bing. Like, oh my God, huge rocket ships. And how that felt to come to that realization was twofold. One, I was almost devastated. And two, I felt very enlightened because it made a year long journey finally make sense. Finally made sense. And it put me into a spin of, a spin of sorts. And the spin was just looking at all the things in my life that I have not placed value on myself, put myself in my own power, stand on my own two feet, tell me I'm worth it, 
all of those things. Which is really funny because I'm a person that teaches other people to do this. I'm an I'm a, I'm a person that teaches other people to stand on their own two feet, to, <clears throat> to value themselves. And it really put me in this place. And as I've sat in this place since last week, I'll tell you what, understanding that made this the best Christmas ever. The best Christmas ever. And the reason why it is, is because I had an opportunity to sit down with various people in my family, loved ones, and have some of the most beautiful conversations because they were very heartfelt. They were very heartfelt. Uh, because for the first time in my life, I was able to express my needs. And, and it wasn't like, I need this and I need that and I need this. But in general conversations, how many of you could put your hand up and say, and I know a few of you that can put your hand up and say, hey, I'm going to express what I need in a, in a conversation. It's just not going to be one-sided. How are you? Do, do, do. All about you. It was also about me. This is my input. This is my stuff. This is what I want to place in a genuine, 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 I can't say that word enough, um, process. And it was amazing. And I seen so many happy tears yesterday because it wasn't all about me. It was a beautiful two-way sided conversation where I would cry, they would cry, and it was all happy. It was just all happy because for the first time, I think my family went, yes, she showed up to the table. She's finally showed up. And over this period of this last week, I've looked at different things and went, where do I value me? Where do I not, where do I honor me and where don't I honor myself? And I found out that there wasn't too many places I did. You know, and it makes you really start to think. And it makes you start to switch the thought process. Because that's one major thing. Remember, I'm a big Mike Dooley fan. I'm a thoughts become reality type, type of lady, you know. So the way you think is really how it's going to affect your life. And it was amazing because as I sit with this and I think about what Mike Dooley would say, and I go, okay, moving forward, moving forward, how are my thoughts going to be? How am I going to think about myself? How am I going to look at myself? <clears throat> with the comment of I value myself in that in that statement. And this is things that I went and said. I have a successful career because I value myself because I'm a really good psychic medium. I help many people. And I was astonished that right after I started saying that, boom, people started booking. I was like, whoa, what a statement. But I had to do the belief, I believe here. I put the work in, I value me. People value my opinion. And it was beautiful because various people reached out and said, hey, can you look at this? Hey, what do you think about this? And it's been a huge dynamic over the last week because I've started to change my thought process. I started to look at myself different and started to say, I'm worth this. I am worth these things. 
And the minute I started to say it and believe it, it was like the universe went, oh my God, she showed up. And other, and, and they literally went ding, 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 hit bells on everybody else's head and said, she's finally there. She's finally there. Ding, ding, ding. Come back in and ask your questions. Come back in and show up because she has finally showed up. And it was amazing to have that one piece of the puzzle kind of fit in. It also helped me to change how I'm going to look over the next year. Now, it's amazing because when I say that, so many readings I've done over this last, oh, the last course of the week or two weeks, I've seen 2023 be these phenomenal readings for people. I mean, you know what? Your readings are always awesome because it gives so much insight into people's lives. But a lot of times it's a lot of the same old, same old. You're going to be continuing the same crap. You know, oh my God, you're going to have some resolution, blah, blah, blah. Beautiful. They're beautiful readings. Don't get me wrong. But this last couple of weeks, I've been telling people 2023 is really just a year of transformation. And the transformations I've seen within people are like, oh, hot damn. Oh my God. Watch them roll. Watch them go. And it's been mind-blowing to, to be able to say the things that I see for them. And then I was able to see it for myself. And I went, whoa, wow. You know, as Kelly Brickle would say, I'm finally almost done with the nines. I'm finally done with that nine energy and that getting rid of the crap and getting rid of all that excess and just throwing it to the wayside and being done with it. And I'm going into a one. And one is all about new beginnings. And new everything, new creation. And you'd have to ask Kelly, I'll tell you what, follow Kelly in her show, because I'll tell you, ask her about that. And she's, she's a rock star with, with numbers and psychic stuff. But I'm going into the ones, which makes sense that at the tail end of this year, things would finally click. Things would finally click. So I want you guys to look at yourselves. And that's hard. I mean, I just told you a glimpse of a little bit of my story and things that have happened over me just over the last week or two. I mean, you guys have been watching this journey for the last year going, oh my God, is she just losing it? Is she all over the place? Is she, is she ever going to come to whatever she's looking for? And I'll tell you what the answer to that is. No. Why? Because it's a lifelong endeavor. This is just one more piece of the puzzle. <clears throat> but what do you guys look at yourself? When, you, when I ask you, do you value yourself? If I ask you, what do you value within yourself? Can you answer those questions? And if you can, make a list. Make a list of those. And if you can't, start finding things that you can go, oh my gosh, I value these things. I look at these things. Embrace those things. Because really, that is what, you know, going into this new year's about now later on today sometime today I, i'm not quite sure when there's going to be um a releasement of uh, a podcast that i was on patty agrees on podcast the witching hour is coming it's airing today and um we the one thing she asked me about was new year's we talked well she asked we talked about new year's resolutions and um i literally came back and went I don't make them because I believe in making the resolution November 1st, not January 1st. I go by old school calendar and it's not that I'm wicked because I'm not. I, I mean, that's my past life. It's not my present life. Um, not to say a lot of it doesn't kind of 
creep in once in a while. But I, I make them what is the old calendar year, which was November 1st would have been the beginning, the beginning of, of the year because um, October 31st was the ending of a year, the ending of harvest and November 1st is walking in. So I try to make those New Year's resolutions on November 1st. And the reason being is it gives me two months to play with it, two months to get it right. So by January 1st, I'm ready to rock the next year. So that's where I'm going with my New Year's resolution this year. And I know this is like, oh, my God, she's all over the place. But when you go in to go, okay, for me and my, um, oh, I love this. I don't know who wrote this, but I love, I'm putting that one up. I am present. I don't know what Facebook user that is, but, oh, my God, I love that statement. Um, it's probably Deidre. <laughs> but um, my New Year's resolution this year is, you know, and – November 1st, I made my resolution to continue the depth of learning who I am, to continue the depth of expressing who I am, to continue that depth of me. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you what, for January 1st, I'm going to tweak it a little bit. And I'm going to put in there, I'm going to continue to value myself for who I am and have that show up in my day-to-day -day activities. And I think that's a pretty good resolution. But for each one of you, how do you value yourself? I mean, think about that. How do you value yourself? And then how would you incorporate that over the next year? How would you incorporate that into that dynamic of being, that dynamic of you? Now, I'll tell you what. It's funny because... When I did my master teachership, I had to write a class. And oh boy, was I in the struggle bus for it. Because I wrote the class, and I can't even tell you other than the title of it, really what I stated within the class. But it was um, standing in your power. Hello, MK. Hello, Mary. And I'll tell you what. I, I taught it. I They told me, oh my God, it was amazing. And honestly, after I got done, I had no clue what the hell I did. It's also a class that's come up a few times. And I always struggle with it. I just go, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then I wrote the, rewrote the class to teach it a few, a few weeks ago at a retreat. And I changed it a little bit. I changed it to standing in your power, reclaiming yourself. And for the first time as I wrote that class, and as the first time I taught that class, I went, whoa, whoa, does that make sense? And as I sit here in front of you guys today, I'm mind blown to know what that means to me today. I'm even more mind blown that I'm going to take that class. I'm going to make it bigger make it into like a month long or two month long practice and I'm going to offer it to people because I think it's probably the biggest value I can give to people is to find yourself find yourself find value in yourself learn how to reclaim you whether you're reclaiming yourself from a childhood of being told no not a bad childhood just a childhood of being told no or that's not possible or it's just in your head 
or maybe relationships as you got older into your you know older years. Older years might be your 20s, who knows? Maybe it's society. Maybe it's Facebook. Maybe it's your friends. Maybe it's your enemies. No matter what it is, something has taken you and placed you in a place of not reclaiming this. So that's going to be a big thing for me this next year is continue to reclaim me, re continue to reclaim my power, continue to reclaim my value and rock that. So I want you guys to look over yourselves a little bit, you know, as we do every week, every week we look at a little bit, we all find our pieces. I know I am not on this journey alone because over the last 52 weeks, my gosh, I think it's 52, 52 weeks or 52 states. I always get the two confused. <laughs> and my producer's going, oh my God, she did it again. Um, <laughs> and everybody else out there is going, oh my God, I do the same thing. So I'm not, I'm, I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm standing in that one. But I will tell you what, you've been on the same journey with me. That's the fun of this show, guys, is I have not been on that. I have not been showing up every week and expressing this by myself. Spirit gives me the topic every week, and it's usually something I've been working on, and usually I get a bite, bite off a big chunk of it and chew it and swallow it like it's a big old cow curd or something. But I also know it's doing it to you too. I also know this is your journey. And I think it's amazing because usually I get a whole lot of, oh my God, she's talking to me. Why are you lecturing me? Blah, blah, blah. And it's amazing. I hear a lot about that after the show too. And it's incredible. So I know you have been on this journey with me. I know you have been exploring this with me and I really cannot wait. You know what? Anybody out there, send me an email about this crazy journey you've been on. Send me a message at Facebook. You know, it's Diet Renee Psychic Medium. Send me an email at um, medium at dietrenee.com. Tell me about your journeys. Tell me about your experience. Tell me about how this last year has been for you and what you're looking into next year about. I know not everybody wants to put it in the comments, go, hey, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm putting myself out there, but send me a message. Send me a message about the dynamics of you and what this year has meant to you. I know for me, this whole year has been coming down to this one point of going, wow, this is it. This is the one little turnkey I needed. It's kind of like the Harry Potter scene of the, the flying keys. Have you ever seen it? It's like, got to find that one key. And they all have wings and they're all over the place flying. And this was one key for me to grab and put in, open the door to, to walk into the next one. So I cannot wait to see where you're at in your journey. And I cannot wait to share the next year's journey with you and just kind of explore, continue this exploration of ourselves and where we're going to. I think it's going to be dynamic. I think it's going to be rock star all over the place. So please do me a favor and make sure to send me those. Matter of fact, here, I'll put them, I'll put both of them in the comments. So you know where to send things to. If I can spell. This one is my email. Give me one second, Mike. <laughs> okay, give me a second. I got, I just went, oh my gosh. And then here is, well, one is my Facebook. And then I'm going to put up my email. 
for you guys to send me okay send me your messages there we go send me your messages let me know how this has been oh i love it tim we're walking up the mountain with you our challenges are yours and yours you are ours oh that is awesome tim thank you with that being said guys there there is my email and my facebook is all in the comments we're going to quit take a quick station break and when we come back i'm going to have mike with me this is diet renee here on school through spirit with wltkdb.com <clears throat> Certified psychic medium Stephanie Lynn creates an authentic connection between the living and the spirit world. Stephanie knows she is here to help heal, educate, and provide validation that there is more after death and allows herself to be a conduit and work as a team with spirit to pass on messages from their world to ours. Stephanie Lynn also works as a spiritual life coach to help you achieve, create, and manifest your best self and life. Looking for help communicating with an animal? Searching for a past life regression therapist? Or dealing with a paranormal experience? Stephanie Lynn is here to help. For a list of full services, visit her on Facebook under Stephanie Lynn Spirit Sensitive. That's Stephanie Lynn Spirit Sensitive. Ellie Weisenzell, psychic medium, is a medical intuitive that specializes as a body code practitioner. As an energy healer, Ellie offers additional services that allow her modalities to be intertwined with energetic healing. Within your subconscious lies information that knows everything about you and why you deal with specific conditions. The subconscious can be considered the blueprint to your entire body. With Ellie working physically with your subconscious mind, we detect what negative emotions are trapped and where they are stored within the body that is causing you your emotional and physical pain. This work is designed to remove imbalances and correct them energetically, getting to the root cause of why you have your condition to help balance your body so it may heal itself. Your body is infinitely wise and wants to be in balance. The body code is not only gentle for humans, but it is also a gentle process to help animals. For more information, contact Ellie Weisencell at the website below. Morning, welcome back to School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Um, I'm just all over the place, guys, all over the place. So um, we got done with our topic this morning, and I want to introduce you to Mr. Mike Hatchard. He is the um, huge member of Paraflex. He is the executive producer. He's paranormal. Let's bring him through. Unless he doesn't want to come through. Hi, Mike. You're there. <laughs> Hello. I, can you hear me all right? I can. I can. I'm so sorry about that. I, I hope I wasn't rushing the end there. Not at um, all. You know I'm, gonna, I'm working backstage here with Todd now, and uh, I completely forgot I have controls. Yeah. 
I hit the wrong button to restart my camera after I turned it off, and I'm like, oh, crap. Did not mean to do that. That's okay. I was just going to say, and there's Mike, you know? I, I'm living this way. I have guests that show up early, guests that show up late, and guests that don't show up. So I take all of it. Yeah, well, they don't have the they don't have the controls, but I'm back here like, which one do I push? And I hit the wrong one, and I'm like, oh man, I'm on screen. That's okay. That's totally okay. I just nobody else knew what was going on, so we're good. So, oh my gosh, I feel like you were the last of a long line of people. I I've had Patty on, I've had Natalie on, now I have you. They're all each one of them. They're they're amazing people. You know, I love Patty and, and Natalie's. She's probably one of my best friends, mentor, guide. Like she's an amazing soul. I love her to death. Yeah. Oh, my, myself as well. I'm just, you know, I'm just so honored. I'm so honored. And I want to tell you, thank you for joining our team as well. You know, Absolutely. I'm excited to start. <laughs> you know what? When I said, hey, Mike, you want to come on my show? I never thought you'd just like take hook, line, and sinker, just jump into the station. <laughs> I, I enjoy being, I love being busy, um, you know, especially this time of year. I, uh, I do, I have a seasonal job, so I don't work in the winter. Um, so yeah, it frees up some time and I'm like, Todd, you know, I, I enjoy the station. I watch quite a few shows here and there and um, I just want to be busy. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> I, want to, I want to be, I want to do more. Let's do this. It never hurts, you know. It does, you know, it doesn't. I until I say those words, and then I don't come up from underneath the pile of what I put on myself. You know, I and then it gets, <laughs> yeah, it gets to a point you just you don't know how to say no anymore. You're like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I do. And I get this pile, and I'm like, oh, I did it to myself again. And then I shut down and tell people to go away until I figure it all out. So, hi, Anna. I miss you. <laughs> I want to talk about you. I want to talk more about you and all things that are Mike, you know? So how where do you want to start? The, the beginning, the beginning. Where did, where did this all start for you? And if you tell me a crib. <laughs> uh, which part? Getting into paranormal or uh, paraflex? Getting into paranormal. Because I know paranormal had to start before paraflex. Um, it did. You know, my my experiences range. Um as a kid, I, I didn't really believe, um, even though I was going through quite a few experiences, um, my first experience, I believe I was like three or four, and it's, I, I honestly don't even remember the majority of it. I, I can't even say it was spirit or even paranormal related, but what really, really piqued my interest and got me into it, um, you know, I, I, I tell this story a lot, and I tell everybody, you know, people want to hear the dark. They want to hear the demonic. They want to hear the stuff that sells. My first experience that I live with and I, I hold on to dearly every day is um, my stepdad, he passed away, I was 20, um, about seven, so it was about 17 years ago, and uh, he very bad into drugs. He was a drug addict. Um, and it, it, it all stemmed from getting hurt at work. So for, I want to say the last eight years of his life, we did not get along. It was constant fighting, constant, he was accusing me of stealing his drugs and, um, you know, just back and forth. So the last time I saw my dad, we, my, I didn't even have a relationship with my mom at the time. Mm -hmm. So last time I saw him, I was trying to form, reform the relationship with my mother and, uh, I went over to her house. He threatened to beat me up with a baseball bat. So 
I called the police, thrown in jail, rehab, um, left rehab, came back home, and I, I cut off all ties completely. I was like, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this. I don't need it. I got my own problems. I was about 20 at the time, and uh, a couple months before my 21st birthday, I get a, um, a phone call. Actually, I didn't get a phone call. My phone was ringing, and I didn't hear it. Next thing you know, my sister's banging on the door saying, Steve's dead, Steve's dead. So um, the last time I saw him was when I got him arrested. So, you know, as a young kid going through a lot of personal issues, a lot of things. Now, my, now I don't want to paint a terrible picture of my stepdad because he was a dad. Like, he tried, he tried being a dad. He didn't have, he had his own stepdad who didn't know how to be a dad. Um, so he did the best he could. He taught me a lot of things that I know. Um, he was still the guy that would give me the shirt off of his back in zero degree weather. Um, you know, I remember as a kid, I I overdrew my first bank account. It was over 500 bucks, and he handed me the money and says, here, go pay it, and here's some extra. Uh, that That's the person he was, but when he was high and he was on drugs, it, it, it was bad. Right. So... As a young kid, you're always thinking these things when you lose a parent. You know, did he love me? Does he still love me? Am I going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? And uh, now when he passed away, I refused to, to stay in my mom's house because he died in the house. Right. And um, I, I refused to stay. You know, I was, I was forming that relationship with my mom and helping her around the house, taking care of some things, funeral, um, all that, all that good stuff. And... Uh, so for my 21st birthday, this was, I want to say two months later, um, for my 21st birthday, I, I begged my mom for concert tickets. I was like, I want to go see Journey and Def Leppard, really bad. <laughs> so she bought concert tickets. We sat third row, Journey, Def Leppard, everything, you know, and that's what my dad listened to. And I, I was very, like, in that moment, it hit me. Like, I missed my dad. Like, he should be here with us. This is the, the, the music we enjoyed together. Right. And uh, that night was the first night I stayed at my mom's house. And I was sleeping in the family room, and I'm falling asleep on the, on the chair or the couch. And next thing you know, I just see myself. I'm watching myself lay on the couch. Oh, wow. So I, I turn around, and the layout of the room is you walk through the door, the couch is on the left side. On the right-hand side, you could go into the doorway where it takes you down into the basement or the left into the kitchen. So I walk through the door, and I turn left into the kitchen. And I walk through the kitchen into the dining room, and my dad just comes walking out covered in light, just glowing. And he looks at me, gives me a hug, says he loves me, and everything will be fine. And from that moment forward, like, I, I started dabbling a little bit into the paranormal, not really heavily, um, studying dreams, understanding out-of-body experiences, um, and believe it or not, that was actually the only out-of-body experience I've ever had, was that one, and that's kind of what really got me into it, and Ghost Adventures came around, and I'm like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I mean, Ghost, Adventures <laughs> Ghost Adventures is really what got me more heavily into it. Um, actually going out and filming and, you know, uh, learning equipment, using equipment. Um, yeah, so that's 
I love a quick story. <laughs> what a great story. I mean, that's awesome. I love that. You know, not everybody has that personable. Uh, I love that cup. <laughs> I, I got two of them. There you go. I love it. Um, anybody, it's a Paraflix cup. If anybody didn't know, <laughs> it was a it was a birthday gift from my wife. Oh, I love it. In the back, it says coffee first with scream and sugar. <laughs> I love that. Good yeah, it's for my life. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, so let's talk about that because here you are. Here you are in paranormal, and you end up in paraflex, and not just paraflex. Like you end up being one of the big dogs. How do you do this? Like, you know. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't talk about it a lot. You know, Natalie. Everybody. When I first got into paraflex, I was young in the field. Um, I had just put out. But sleepless and not yeah, sleepless in Salamanca with my first team uh, went on Amazon Prime, and Natalie and I were just friends on Facebook. We were just we knew of each other. We didn't know each other. <clears throat> so I randomly made a post on Facebook one day, and, and you know I see there's a lot of teams out there. There are a lot of great. I don't want to say struggling, but they put in a lot of hard work. They put in hours upon hours and money upon money to go to these locations and film and they want to put out documentaries. So I came, I, I posted this random post about how I thought about starting my own production company to travel and help these teams film and edit. And uh, that's what spiraled it. Natalie messaged me and said, hey, I own Strange Goat Media. I'm looking for a partner. Do you, would you be interested? So I jumped on that. We became really good friends and Prior to that, I believe they were already working on Paraflex. Right. And honestly, all of it just came from hard work and dedication. I, I, I put all my heart and soul and everything into you know, what I do, and Natalie saw it. You know, I, I, I see a lot of people just saying, oh, jumping coattails, riding coattails, doing them. No, I, I work hard, and it, it got noticed. Yeah. Um, and so that's really what started it, was I just worked hard and got noticed. And I, I love that. Yeah, and anybody knows Natalie, she's not a get up. I mean, not that she's not this amazing person and doesn't do that for people, but she recognizes that hard work. She does. She that that's what Paraflix is about. That's why Paraflix started. Is there's so many again, like I said, there's so many great teams out there that everybody is trying to be the next Ghost Adventures or the next Destination Fear. Unfortunately, it's not as easy as people think to get on national television. And let's be honest. National television is dying. It's all going streaming. Um, so that's why Paraflix started, is for these teams to get on a platform and showcase their work. Which is phenomenal, and I love it because, you know, even my mother, I have my, I have an account for my mom. My mother doesn't do paranormal, <laughs> but she loves it because she's just like, it's, it's, it's a nice, it's, it's, it's not like this, you know, like some shows can get very hardcore on the demonic type, you know, side. And she's like, it's not all that. I'm like, no, because that's not what paranormal is. Paranormal is not about let's go find the demon. That all sounds on national TV. Yeah. I'm like, paranormal is just, mom, anything not normal. Not, nothing normal. That's, that's all it is. Anything that can't be explained is paranormal. Exactly. I and I oh. love that. I love that. So let's talk about your own investigations a little bit. So... <laughs> so I know we got a lot of people coming. I have for myself in the stream yard. And when you come onto the state, when you're here, maybe you can fix that. Cause I get a whole lot of Facebook users. So I have to pop back and forth between 
who's the comments and who's there, or I ask them to put their name in. <laughs> so can you hear me all right? Oh, much better. Beautiful. I just want to make sure you can hear me. I don't know what happened. Oh, Todd's like they're from the group. That's why. Oh, is that my issue? I have to join the group. Ah, oh, Todd. <laughs> no, actually, that sounds much better, Mike. So let's oh, talk about investigations. What are some of those first investigations you did that really? Because you know, I'll tell you what. If anybody's actually went out and did some paranormal investigating. I, I think a true paranormal investigator will tell you most cases they sit there for hours on the end and kind of talk to the air, you know? I, I do. I feel like, um, oh, are you? I can hear you beautifully. You took, the, you took the extra static stuff out of there, so don't worry. Oh, I know what happened. I, I had, huh, I didn't know these headphones had a microphone. Oh, oh. Something new. They're new headphones. Perfect. <laughs> Um, I, I normally, well, I guess I don't need the microphone. There you go. <laughs> um, no, I, I, this is actually just a prop. It's to look cool. Um, hey, I got two of them and neither one of them are hooked up. So there you this go. This one is. This one is. So I don't really know what happened. <laughs> um, uh, oh man, how, how to, the first investigation. I know, uh, you know, I need this. It just feels weird without it. There you go. Um, <laughs> Nobody's going to know the difference. <laughs> One of the first I did, we went, oh, man. I got real heavy into, into paranormal around 2012. Okay. And one of the first ones we did was with, uh, he was actually my boss at work. He's like, hey, I'm trying to start a paranormal team. So we, we started a small one together. And uh, we went to a few, a, a few locations. Now, his grandmother at the time lived in an old doctor's office. Still, she just bought it and turned it into a home. Um, probably one of the first active locations I had ever been to. Uh, one of the craziest things, if I can remember correctly, you know, yeah, I, and, and it's, it, it's weird because I was listening to your show before I joined and, and oh. you're talking all this, like how to change your life and you know, just be a better person. And I've, I've been doing the exact same thing. So I, I just want to say, I loved everything you were talking about. Thank you. And one of the things that it teaches you, like I, I'm a certified life coach, shadow work practitioner. Um, so one of the things that they, they teach you when you learn is 90% of your past is actually made up. Your, your mind makes a lot of it up. It exaggerates. Um, so truthfully, I'm like, did this is this even real did this really happen or did i think it happened yeah um but we had this ex experience it was weird um we packed up the, it, it was actually at the end and i really wish i had i do have the actual uh, the tape but 10 years ago we didn't have the the digital recorders or the, the digital cameras yeah. everything was on a cassette yeah. i still have that cassette just can't watch it um but it was one of it, some of the weirdest things, you know, were happening. Um, we showed up to the, to the investigation and mind you, his mom was, his grandmother, I'm sorry, was a full blown Christian, did not believe in paranormal. Right. So we had to walk around pretending we were fixing things on the house. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm walking around with this recorder, pretending we're fixing stuff and we're cleaning stuff. And um, <clears throat> I went and reviewed the recorder 
And I noticed there was a spirit there. It was very smart. And he was walking around with us like he was part of the investigation, like he was part of the team. You could hear him asking questions. He would respond to our questions. Um, And then at the end, when we were packing up, I couldn't find my recorder. I'm digging through our bags. I'm digging through all of our stuff. And my buddy's wife, who was with us, when they dropped me off at home, they were leaving. She messaged me and said, when you got out of the car, we were halfway home. It sounded like somebody was ruffling through the bag. And she goes, I turned around and your recorder was right there on top. I'm like, huh, interesting. So that, that was one of the first uh, locations I investigated. And then after that, I, I tried doing the whole um, strict residential. I didn't want to do any of the historical. I didn't want to do um, the stuff that you see on TV. I wanted to do something different. But as we all know, as investigators, that's residentials are the hardest to try and do because nobody wants to believe. And that is, and, and you know what, people don't understand that, you know, there is a huge difference in there. There really is. You know, for myself, if I go into a residential, I don't know if I'm going to get um, something that's been there for decades or, you know, a century, depending, it could be, it could be with the land. Or am I going to get the grandpa? <laughs> or even just your, you know, your presence and your your abilities, you know, it's going to piss them off. It's going to make them and, mad. And, well, and that's just it. And people don't realize, and people don't realize that there's a part of paranormal that people don't realize. And I honestly don't know if a lot of paranormal investigators realize that when you have somebody that say like myself, you know, I have my abilities and maybe my ability, I don't have them in check. I don't realize I have these abilities. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm whatever. And then you turn around and I go into these per- periods where I'm, I'm upset or I'm angry and I'm in the kitchen with a lot of water sources, a lot of electrical sources and all that going on. And all of a sudden I get upset. Well, all of a sudden I'm going to create these paranormal activities going on and it's right. going to seem like really wicked and wild. And really it's me. It's me and my energy affecting everything around me, you know, and everything around me is a power right. source of my abilities. And that's another thing that happens a lot in residential. And as an investigator, you got to walk in and go, you know what? Sorry, man, but you're causing your own mess. <laughs> that's you actually, uh, that that's, that's very true. Um, and I, I can tell you a story that happened, I want to say a year ago. I, I, I can tell you exactly um, how and what happened that proves what you just said. Right. Um, you know, the, 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 what, the main goal that I believe a lot of paranormal investigators do not use or tell their clients is, as a paranormal investigator, if I go into a residential, and this isn't the mindset I had 10 years ago, this is the mindset I have now. My job is not to tell you that your house is haunted. My job is to tell you why it's not. It's not to go in there and be like, oh, there's spirits everywhere, you're, you're, you're fucked. I'm sorry, I don't know if I can say that. No. You're, you're screwed. Um, but my job is to tell you why it's not haunted and why you think it is. Um, but we did, I did a residential case. I, I really can't say too much about it because it was confidential, right. uh, but it was in Ohio. Um, I had uh, two friends come down from New York, two good friends of mine, and we did this residential case. I just tell you, it's Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Um, 
I can't get into too much of the nitty gritty about what actually happened because that was, I did sign paperwork saying I can't talk about it, but the outcome of it, we did our investigation. We did our baseline, everything the night before we did our investigation. I woke up the next morning and looked at my team and said, we don't need to be here. We don't need to be here. I looked around everywhere. Um, the, the neighborhood, the city itself, the houses around it, everything mm-hmm. on top of the story that we were told about the house. Yeah. So I even, like, I, I could do blessings. I, I, I'm not a demonologist, but I have studied a little bit. Wow. So I, I do know how to do blessings. I, I walk through. And the one thing that, unfortunately, they do tell you, I'll probably get a lot of backlash on this, a lot of um, cleansing of houses and doing prayers, it's theatrics. It is theatrics. It is, it's, it's in your mind. You've got to make them believe. So I went through, I did the blessing, um, and I talked to the homeowner. I was like, look, your house is not on it. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with this location. Mm-hmm. I was like, the problem is it's a very depressing setting. You, when you, he's cameras all over the outside of the house, cameras on the inside of the house. The neighborhood is so bad. Nobody sits on their front porch. All their windows are closed. It's super dark. And I told him, I'm like, this is just on top of the story of what happened in the house. Mm-hmm. I was like, what you got to do is stop telling your tenants what happened mm-hmm. because that's going to live in their minds. They're going to come, they come home, they pull their blinds, they sit on the couch by themselves, they get depressed. Bring some light in. So as after I told him this, I walked around the house, Beatrix, I -hmm. did my prayers. And as I did my prayers, I told him to open the windows, open the windows, let some light in, let it shine. He texted me two days later and goes, I feel nothing. This place feels totally different. Mm -hmm. It's it's all in your mind. It's the neighborhood. It's the setting. You just got to, Calm down. Stop telling the story. Talk, stop telling the story yeah. of what happened here, because the, mm-hmm. the 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 reason we went there, the spirit's not even there. Yeah. He's not here, and you're just reliving this. You're reliving this. You're telling your tenants mm-hmm. in a depressed neighborhood. Just yeah. calm down a little bit. And he's no problem since. Yeah. So, I mean, we still talk once in a while. And I love that because I know for myself, I don't do house clearings. Not that I can't. I can. Sorry, it's the daughter. You're good. I get it. Grandkids go off and all the time. You're good. Want to come say hi? Oh, my God. She's beautiful. Hi. How are you? You wave. What a cutie. (laughs) What do you want? Everybody loves when the children come in. Can you wait a little bit? Okay, bye. <laughs> Love it. Okay, come on, go. Love you. Oh, you lost your slipper. I mean, if they were not too big for you, you'd be okay. <laughs> Love it. No, oh, she's a handful. Oh no, my grand. My, oh, like see, Tim, my favorite part of the show. on a hearts. Every my grandchildren will walk in. I, if I don't lock the door on them. They're right here. And I'm like, sorry, guys. My grandson will be half naked. And I'm like, trying to hide the mister going, we can't do public nudity. (laughs) It's hard. It's not hard. Um, You know, I feel bad because I I do like to stay busy. 
Uh, my wife, <clears throat> she's a mail carrier, so this time of year she's busy, busy, busy. Oh. And uh, with me not working in the winter, I I have my daughter full time at home. You're good. And my studio is on the other side of the actually opposite side of the garage where I'm at right now. So she has to walk through the garage to come out here. She's got the whole the whole house to herself. She's doing. Yeah, I walk in there and I walk in there and her bedroom is in the living room. I mean it. <laughs> It teaches her how to be, you know, independent. Oh. You know, she there, there's so many things. At three years old, she can use the bathroom by herself already. She's, you know, and and yep. it's just, yeah. Congrats, honey. We're, the, we're the same way with the, my grandchildren. So, you know, I mean, you give a, and congrats. Yeah, Ane just put that she's going to be a grandma again. Congratulations, Ane. I love this. I love this. Um, God, I can't remember what we were talking about. I love when kids come in. Normally, my granddaughter will pull cards, too. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, my wife and I talk a lot and, and, you know, um, before we had her, we don't, we don't talk a lot about our, our private stuff. Um, <clears throat> but before we had her, my wife had a miscarriage oh. and, uh, we were trying to have it. We, we, we were trying to have a baby. Mm -hmm. You know, we, uh, I've been best friends with my wife since I was 14 and, um, you know, we, we got together in 2015, married in 2016. And uh, we've been together since, but we've had that friendship for so long that I'm like, you know, let's have a baby together. Yeah. Right. And uh, the first one miscarried. And I believe there was, I, I believe there wholeheartedly there was a reason. Mm -hmm. And when you study shadow work and you, I'm, I'm sure you have, you study a lot of um, how life works and, and they're, they're all theories. They're all, none of this has actually been proven. Right. But <clears throat> one thing that I was studying, I, I was reading was the soul chooses its family. Oh, yeah. It, you got soul contracts. And at the time she got pregnant, I was big alcoholic, big drinker, mm -hmm. um, full of anger, always starting arguments, always starting fights. And um, I believe that that was the, the, the soul saying, you know what, I'm not ready for this. He's not prepared for me. He's not, you know, ready. Yep. Had my daughter, the whole life changed. It took a couple years. It, I, I won't lie. It, it took a couple years for me to actually change. Um, so my wife and I, we look at each other. And I'm like, she goes, no, you didn't want her. She goes, you needed her. And that resonates with me every time I see her. It, it, that girl is just, she, she's going to be, she, she's going to be something else. She's smart. She's, She's going to be better than me at what I do. Yeah. I know that. I can tell you, I, I resonate with that story because with my daughter, I actually started seeing my grandson with my daughter. And my daughter was after a major car accident. My daughter was 15. And um, he's, he started to come through when she was 19. She miscarried. And I went, oh, she's like, he's never going to come. I'm like, he's going to come. He hasn't left your side. And when she got pregnant with my granddaughter, I went, you're having a girl. What's going on? Why, where's my grandson that I've been seeing? And when we went in to get her picture, you know, I, I say the picture taken, but that ultrasound where you can see the sex and the 3D yeah. imagery. And that's just weird. I can't do the 3D. Oh, it was so cool. My daughter, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at the imagery because I can't get a picture of my granddaughter for the life of her. And here's my grandson standing next to my daughter. And she learned, I mean, he reached up his hand to her leg and I'm not telling her anything that's going on. And she just put her hand out like this and he put his hand in her hand. 
And she thought it was her uncle that had passed away. And I'm like, it's your, it's your son. You know what I mean? And they're waiting. Her and her husband are waiting to hear it's a boy. And all of a sudden I can see he's put the little boy's pushing his butt, pushing his dad away. He like moves. I need to be next to my mom. And um, at that point we could see it was a girl. And my daughter goes, a girl? And I'm like, and she's like, mom, what's going on? I said, your, your son's holding your hand. And she goes, well, tell him we need to get a picture of my daughter. You know what I mean? Because she would not, she kept putting a face. She, I looked at my grandson. And I said, can you do me a favor and get her to move her, you know, get her face. Instantly, her hand went down. She looked, they got one 3D picture and she went like this again, which is still the way she is today. She's, it's her time. But I'm literally looking at my grandson. I'm like, why aren't you in that stomach? And he goes, he's not ready for me. I, 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 went, I wholeheartedly believe that's true. I went, what? He goes, I don't want him to be my dad the way he is. And I went, oh, he wanted him. And sure enough, a few years later, he came through. And the funny thing is, is I didn't go to that next 3D imagery. But I can remember walking up the stairs and my daughter had left the picture on, on the step. And I looked down and went, oh, my God, it's him. And she went, what? I said, that's the boy I've been looking at for like 13 years. And I'm like, my, my grandson's finally coming, you know, but he had to wait wow. for dad. He was waiting for dad to get on board, you know? And now right. he's like, I mean, they're like best friends. They do everything together. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And he, he, he changed. Oh yeah. He changed so much because of the daughter. Like, Oh my God, he's a phenomenal father. You know, just phenomenal. You know, it's, it's actually, you know, um, my changing was a very, very, very difficult situation on why. Mm -hmm. um, me changing who I was wasn't always, wasn't only because of having the daughter that I've always wanted. Right. Um, I went through a very, very difficult situation last year um, that made me sit back and look at myself and realize and tell myself that I am this, and I say this nicely, that I am a big piece of shit. It's hard to say sometimes. And I had to change. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just going to be honest. You know, I, I don't care. Um, it's going to come out eventually, and I'm, oh, I'm just going to be honest. So first off, before I get into this, I just want everybody to honestly think about your life, think about your situations and how you would handle it on a personal level mm -hmm. outside of posting your problems on Facebook. Because right. honestly, it's nobody's business. Um, how would you handle certain situations? Mm -hmm. And I also don't want anybody... Um, painting a, I don't want to paint a bad, bad picture for my wife because my wife is one of my best friends. I love her to death. Um, and we also got to understand that in life things happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. They happen. There's a reason because you're going to hit roadblocks towards your goal, towards your life, towards your purpose. Mm -hmm. It's how you handle those blocks that get you towards that, that next being a better you. Right. Um, so you, you, I just said, you know, I was a major alcoholic. I've dealt with a lot of darkness, a lot of depression. I'm honestly, for this last year is the first year I have not told anybody I live with depression because I don't anymore. I was able to pull That's myself awesome. out of it. Yeah. Um, 
so last year, I, well, not even last year, for the last eight years of being with my wife, I was, I also don't want anybody to think bad of me. No. Um, I very, I was very abusive, never physical. That is the one thing I will come out and say I was never physical. That comes with I'm the alcohol. very emotional. A lot of times. I, I, I was very emotionally abusive mentally towards my wife. Um, I, I was a big piece of shit. Right. Because that's, I know a lot of people say, well, don't blame your past. Don't blame this. Unfortunately, that's just the way life goes. You're molded into that. It grows in your shadow. It becomes you. Right. And I just, you know, my wife, I, I love her to death. She's a very hardworking person. She's very independent. Does she need me? Absolutely not. She could take care of herself. Um, but in the midst of our marriage, it was, it, I, I came in as a stepdad. Um, so it was very hard for me to step up and be a dad. Um, there were a lot of times, you know, as parents, especially a stepdad, you get undermined because it's hard to discipline a child that's not yours. It's, it, it's hard to form a relationship with a kid that's not yours, you know, and, and there were a lot of tough situations, but a lot of it came down to my drinking, my emotional and mental abuse, everything with her. And uh, so she stopped treating me as a parent. Mm -hmm. I started feeling like I didn't want, you know, I wasn't allowed to be around. They didn't want me around them. They didn't want me doing this with them. So I felt isolated. Mm -hmm. That's when I started just piling on work, paraflix, paranormal investigating, editing videos, graphic. Like I was drowning in work and just work and work and work and work. I wasn't spending time with the family. Um, my wife had hit a point where she was just like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And instead of telling me that, unfortunately, she started seeing another guy. Well, um, you create a situation. That's what happens. I got pissed. I, you know, I was mad. I, true story, kicked her out of the house for two days, went to the bar, got drunk, and got in a fight with a man four times my size. Um, that's just <laughs> the Scorpio in me. Like, I didn't give a shit. That's the really? Scorpio coming out. Um, so a couple days later, my wife and I, we sat down and we talked, mm -hmm. she flat out told me, this is why she goes, I couldn't stand being around you. You were this way. You're that way. Your alcohol is a problem. Um, and she looked at me and goes, how would you feel if your daughter brought home a guy like you that day forward? I changed everything about myself. I went from drinking a six pack a night for seven days straight to I'll open one, take a sip and dump the rest out because I don't want it. Um, it's powerful. It, it led me into becoming a life coach, certified um, shadow work practitioner. Cause I, I started reading, I started studying and understanding. And I'm like, you know what? Instead of placing the blame on my wife, look at myself, look at what I did. Because what they, one of the things that you learn in shadow work and in life coaching is if you don't fix that problem, you can get a divorce. You can do anything you want, but that problem still can be there. It's, okay. it's not going you can anywhere. You your ways, but guess what? You're going to take that alcoholism. You're going to take that anger and everything to the next woman. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I love my wife, my wife so much. Even after what happened, 
I'm like, I, I can't picture myself starting over. I can't picture myself being this way with anybody else. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let's let's just work on it. Let's work on it. Yeah, sounds, sounds honestly, like you might have developed a really good relationship afterwards. This last year has probably been the best marriage we've of the eight years we've been together. Has been the best year. Yeah, and pe- people don't realize when you go in to do shadow work, that's that's huge. I mean, that it's is very. It's, it's the it's, hardest thing to do by yourself. I did mine by myself, you know, I mean, only because I, I was a pro, I mean, come on, I'm 51. Anybody knows that age knows you're a product of therapy, you know what I mean? Because you grew up with therapists because you know what, you got to right. hang out, your parent put you in therapy. And therapists never did anything for me. God bless them. God bless them because they're amazing. But if a person's not willing to look at themselves, how can a therapist help you with any questions they, they, they present to you? So for myself to go and do my own shadow work, I know mine started with my daughter's really, my mom, my daughter had a, a life-threatening car accident. And I'll never forget that next year when I wasn't allowed to work and I, because I really had to stay with her. I did shadow work and I was blown away by the depths, the places. And, you know, God bless that you were able to do as much in a year as you did. I, I have been on a life journey now of uncovering layer upon layer. This last year, I've gone into a lot of past lives. And now I'm coming back to more about this life again. It's it's not easy work. It's it's hard. It's really not. And, and like I said, you know, it's you had give me like two minutes. <laughs> Go ahead. Do what you got to do. Let her talk. What? You want to paint? Can you wait till daddy's done and then I'll come get you your paint? Okay, because I got to go get it. I got to get it out of your closet. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Let's, say hi to hear you. Let's have a conversation. Hi. Say hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah? What is your what name? What are you watching in there? That is. Are yes. are you going to paint yes. it a little bit? Yeah. Are you a princess? Yeah. You got slippers. Oh my god, those slippers are cool. I love those. They should get smoky. Huh? It's a bit it's out. Yeah. You are such a cutie. She is such a cutie. <laughs> are you having fun? Yeah. Are you having fun? Yeah. Yeah. I like a proper name, Mr. Oh, yeah? Daddy, I'm a daddy. Is daddy taking pictures? <laughs> All right, you want me to go get your paint in a minute? Yeah. Okay, give me a couple minutes. I'll come get it, okay? Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, honey. What a cutie. <laughs> Adorable. There's a lot of people that, that they'll say, I can't believe she's only three. She's amazing. She'll she's be amazing. four next month. I love that. I love that. I've got a grandson that's three, and I have a granddaughter that's five, and I just, they're just, I cherish them. I cherish my grandkids more than I did my kids because I wasn't the best mom. And, uh, but I'm a dynamic nana, so you know what I mean. It is what it is. 
Um, you know, but look at the dynamic always. little child steered our, our our whole show to something so much more dramatic, which I love. You know what I mean? Kids. Honestly, kids are, are any of us great parents? Are we? No. Not far from it, but. You know, <laughs> you know you're going to be an amazing gra granddad, though. Just think about that. <laughs> I tell people that you thought you were a good parent, grand grandchildren are better. You know, it's not, not against <laughs> our own children, but. You know what? Our children like create the manual for us to figure it out what we're going to do to the next one. You know, everybody should be right. grandparents for their parents. <laughs> you know, we're, we were talking about like shadow work and life coaching yeah. and stuff, and uh, 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 the wonders of it. We, uh, my my childhood. You know, I swore when I turned eighteen, I'd never talk to my mom again. Yeah. I, was, I was, I grew up um, physically, mentally, emotionally abused you know I was, I was in foster home about three times yeah. um and i swore i was like you know i'm, I'm never gonna talk to my mom never yeah. um and going through shadow work and life coaching and you know it was thanksgiving i broke down i i hugged my mom i was like i love you yeah. you know my mom and i have the relationship that i've always wanted with a mother the relationship that every child wants with a mom and and you know, I, I remember being a kid wishing my mom was dead. And here I am, 37-year-old man with grandchildren going, you know what? She did the best she could. And I don't know what I would do without her. My my kids love her. She's a great grandmother. She spoils the crap out of all of her grandkids. I think she's got like six now, five, six. Um, and honestly, we have the best relationship that mm -hmm. I never thought I would have with my own mother. Yeah. It, but people don't realize it. It's, you know, like I had a beautiful, I was talking about conversations I had yesterday. And one of them was with my mom. And it's because of my own shadow work, you know, um, and me going to explore myself. I was able to go, you know what? My problems with you really don't have anything to do with you. They have to do with myself. And I have to look at you and say, you know what? I didn't want this. I didn't want that. And I started crying. And she's like, what, what have you wanted? Like, I don't get it. And I went, I just want my mom. Right. And, and she went, and that, uh, you know, I literally went over the best memories, ever, my memories of childhood. And, I'm, and she started crying because I'm like my best mom. I said, Sunday nights. I don't know if y'all remember the Disney channel, the Disney movie that would come on every Sunday night. And that was my designated. T oh, back in the day, Disney was always a Sunday night thing. It was like, I don't know. Some mine was three Stooges. Now Disney <laughs> screamed. It never used to be, and it was like a weekly movie. And it was one thing my mother always made. No matter what was happening during the week, did not matter. She could be in Hawaii. She'd be home for that Sunday night, six or seven o'clock. That would be on me and her. Would be on a blanket on the couch watching whatever movie Disney was going to play that week, and it didn't matter what it was. And I can't tell you any of the movies, but it was that just Tim's old enough to know yep right after I had you have to be a little older Mike <laughs> um, yeah but to do that work I was able to go inside and go mom this is I know now this is what I need and she looked at me and she goes well let's give that to you oh you know but it's only because I did my own shadow work to go in to say this is what I need right. you know and, people um, don't realize that and uh, shadow, you know, people don't really, there's people that don't even believe it's real. Um, yeah. 
and and you you were just you said something about how um, uh, it, it sparked something. I uh, one of the things that that really um, changed the marriage between my wife and I is you know the way my wife is as a mother is what I've always wanted out of a mother. It, it's my wife has the greatest relationship with our kids. Um, and, and, you know, she doesn't yell. She doesn't, Oh, my, my stepson could go two weeks, not doing any chores and still get an allowance, you know? And, and it, then there's me, like, if that was me, I'd have been grounded. I'd have gotten beat. I'd have done this. And, you know, I, I looked at my wife one day and I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry for the way I used to be. I was like, I realize now why I was doing it. I was saying, acting, and calling my wife everything that I wanted to do to my mom for 18 years. It started coming out to my wife. And I'm like, that's not fair. It's not fair. Nope. And that's when I forgave my mom. I got over it. And, you know, it, it's, people, you're right. People do not understand the power of looking into yourself. It's always in there. Mm -hmm. I, I think as a, a society, we're so used to blaming somebody else. You know, it's it's e it's easy. It's easy to go, you know what, if my mom was this or my dad was that or if my friend treated me like this, I wouldn't be this way. Well, no. You know what? It's Sometimes you have to look inside and go, why am I this way? What are my needs? What are my core, my core issues? What are my core things going on? And that's you, why I got life coaching. You treat yourself different, and then right. you instantly treat other people different. It, it's everything in this world. Everything that we do is um, for social media. Let, let, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, My space ruined it for life. <laughs> I mean, we want to blame Facebook, but come on, guys. Let's go back to MySpace. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can... I don't know. MySpace wasn't as, what's the way to put it? it? MySpace was more connecting with people around the world, mm -hmm. but Facebook does the same. I'll be seriously, Facebook does do the same. But what Facebook does is it shoves all the rich people down your throat. It shoves all the stuff that rich people are doing. And I'm like, I want to do that. But unfortunately, I can't take off work. I can't do this. And then you get into life coaching and you're like, well, fuck yeah, I can. I'm going to yeah, figure out can. how to do it next year. Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. that's why I got into life coaching is um, I got tired of my past. Mm -hmm. Life coaching is a lot of people think it's therapy, but it's not. No. Um, the, the goal of a life coach is to get you ready for right now and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We don't give a shit about what happened in your past. Could it be a problem? Absolutely. And we'll get there when it's, figured out but my goal is to tell you tomorrow how you're going to be the better version of yourself than you were yesterday or mm -hmm. five minutes ago or before you walked into my office i'm going to tell you what you can do better right this moment and 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 live a, a better life it's to make you think um that's why i got into it because i've been implementing all of this into my own life and it, it, it's been amazing just my whole view on life is just totally different than it was a year ago 
I love that. Can you explain to people the difference? Because you've talked about shadow work and life coaching, but you kind of brought them together in a way. You've kept it separate, but brought them together. I get it. But explain to everybody else. I do that a lot because shadow work is everything that's in your past. You know, think about it. And the best way I can describe it is, I don't know where everybody lives, but I'm in Ohio where we have basements. Somebody could be in Florida, California. There's no basements. Um, to me, your shadow is your basement. Yes. Your shadow is where you hide all the dark, dirty stuff that you don't want anybody to know about or you don't believe in yourself. There's stuff that there's even positive stuff in there. Like you could be artistic, but you don't believe it. So what do you do? You throw it in your shadow. Right. Um, myself, personally, I got into shadow work because right after all that happened with my wife, I was out back. I was drinking. I was drunk. I'm still kind of getting over everything. And I saw this shadow run across my yard. Didn't see a face. Didn't see anything. I just darted all the way across my yard. Um, next day, I'm out there drunk, drinking. Except this time, the shadow was peeking around the corner of my house. It's getting closer. Yeah. Next day. And you think I'm exaggerating about drinking? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I used to be the person that would go to work drunk. Yeah. Um, next day, I'm still back outside sitting on the back picnic or the back table drinking. Except this time I felt it about six, seven foot just hovering over me. Wow. I, I could feel it. Um, couldn't see it. And that's when I realized I, I'm like, I was started studying shadow work at that point. Right. And uh, that's when I started. They tell you to not hide your issues. Mm -hmm. Don't make them feel bad. Acknowledge them. Mm -hmm. Let them know that you know they're there. Let your shadow know that, hey, this is a problem. Right. I know you. It's like, and, and one of the best interpretations I've heard of shadow work is um, in folklore, myth, myth, mythology what did even indians and tribes what did they used to do they used to honor gods that were alcoholics they used to honor gods that would talk crap to their wives they used to honor gods that were just these terrible people and terrible energies right and if you don't honor them guess what they're going to destroy your life they're mm -hmm. going to tear you down that's just the way, you know, it, it works. Right. So I started honoring my shadow. I started, when, when I would start having that craving and wanted to drink, get drunk, drink, get drunk, I'd be like, you know what? I know you're there. Now's not the time. Right. Call your tits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's what it is, is I know you're there. Thank you. I started acknowledging the person that I was. I started acknowledging what I became. Yeah. And it, it allowed me to keep it calm, keep it at bay. Um, and then that's what led me to life coaching. I actually, when I started changing my thought process on drinking and um, my anger and everything, I actually started studying neuroplasticity first. Okay. Which is rewiring of the brain. Yeah. Um, that pushed me into life coaching. That pushed me into realizing, hey, you can't change the past. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, what happened happened. Tomorrow never comes. The best your life is ever going to get is where you are right now in this moment. 
is the best your life's gonna get. And that I combine the two and I'm like, you know, that makes so much fucking sense. It makes so much mm-hmm. sense. It, that is so big. That is so huge. I love that. I love how you say, and I want to tell you, I, wanna, I love how you explained a lot about that. You know, I, I, I had some huge revelations in my own, my own head's going ding, 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 ding. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I won't lie. I, I, there are some great, um, you know, and anybody listening ever wants to get into shadow work, ever wants to get into anything. Um, there are some great YouTube videos that really helped me. Like I listen to a lot of Clark Kegley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people don't know who that is. If you li- ever listen to Andrew WK, the song Party Hard. Okay. Um, he's actually, he's their drummer. He's oh, Andrew okay. WK's drummer. I listen to a lot of Christina Lopes. Um, I read a lot of books. My favorite book. I haven't read a book in like 18 years, but this year I read three of them. Um, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck is the greatest book. It will change your life. I tell you right now. Um, I've read that and I, that, that's just been this entire year is reading, studying, understanding the brain, understanding how people work and how to make your life better. And you know, it's go, go watch these videos. They'll, they'll explain it a lot. But one of the things that has stuck with me with Clark Kegley is that he uses this metaphor of a hot air balloon stuck with me from day one. I, ever since I heard it, he goes, you get in a hot air balloon, it doesn't matter how much air you put in that balloon. If you don't address the sandbags holding it back, you're going to get nowhere. I was like, I was on a lawnmower mowing a church when I heard that. And I'm like, holy, I, I was flabbergasted. I was blown away when he said that. And I'm like, it's time to just let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. Nothing I can I do about it. That. I love, I love that. I love that. And I love all about that, you know, because as you're talking, when you talked about the whole basement thing, you know, all the viewers know, cause obviously I've been sharing my journey over the year in our weekly talks. And one thing I've been, I've been working with struggling with since the summer was being seen, being afraid, you know, coming out, being seen even till up until five minutes ago, I'm like, why do I have this issue? I'm like, you know what? I'm on the radio. I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. But yet I still have this. I don't want to be, I want to be seen. I don't, I'm like, what is going on? And the conversation I had, cause I had that childhood that, you know, my mother was constantly hiding me from my, my biological father because he was a very violent man while she was hiding me all the time. And literally I changed schools every year. So to a different city here, I mean, always in the same County, but all over the place. She was still trying to have me have a normal life while hiding us at the same time. And while you were talking about that, I'm like, oh, my God, ding, 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 public view still hiding, public view still hiding. And I'm like, that makes so much sense. That keeping hiding keeps you safe. It does. Yeah. Um, But it really doesn't get you anywhere. You know, I, I, I stopped caring about a lot of stuff. I stopped caring about, you know, we, we get on social media, we do these videos, we do these shows, podcasts. Um, everybody cares about numbers. Yeah. Does anybody actually care about the message? Does anybody actually care about what's being talked about? They, they don't. People just want numbers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you were, you were talking about your mom keeping you from your dad and, and, yeah. and this. Now, hey, and, and I, won't, I, don't, I don't want to get personal. 
um, if you don't want to, which is fine. Oh, feel free. I'm, I'm an open book at this point. I, I'm like do one you, of those people that says they're going to find out eventually anyway. <laughs> do you know your, your, your biological father? I I'm assuming do. that's who she was hiding you from. I, I actually okay. do. Um, because the story was, you know, I, he kept me, I, I, we were talking about him yesterday. I had some memories of him before age five. Cause that's when he gave me up. And then I wasn't a person. I went, Oh my God, I got to meet him. I wanted to know why. Um, because right. when I was nine, I, I met him as a grow, an older child, nine years old. I mean, shouldn't be grown, but really at that point I was. And my first meeting with him is him showing me all the missing teeth from all the bar fights and all these things. I mean, my father was a very violent, I mean, he went to prison for beating up a cop for Christ's sakes. I mean, he's not a good guy. Oh, and he died three years ago. And off and on throughout my life, I would have him in my life. And finally, I'm like, I'm done with you. I'm just done. And I've made him a pro. He's his last time wishes he wanted to see me before he died. And I said, when you're unresponsive or dead is when I'll show up. And I know yeah. that sounds cruel, but I'm like, as a medium, I can talk to your soul and I can get an honest, honest conversation. And that's but what I did. Who's, who's to say he wasn't? Well, I don't know what conversations you had with him. And, and I resonate really, really oh, high with that we story. We have a phenomenal relationship now that he's dead. I'll tell you what. He is the best yeah. dad ever wanted now. <laughs> but that's the thing is, and that's what people need to realize is maybe he was. Yeah. But, and and I say that because I didn't know my dad. Mm-hmm. My my dad left when I was two. I grew up with my mom doing nothing but bad mouthing him, talking bad about him, saying he was there, saying he was that. He didn't want me. He didn't want kids. He didn't want that. And you know, I met my dad for the first time. I. Honestly, couldn't even tell you how old I was. I was probably 25. No, I honestly don't know. But I met, I, I was in my 20s when I first met my dad. Right. And uh, same as you, I wanted answers. I had questions. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he goes, I wasn't ready to be a dad. Mm-hmm. He goes, your mom and I weren't getting along. We didn't like each other. I wasn't ready to be a dad. And That's he goes, he looked at me and he goes, he goes, I'm sorry. He goes, I just wasn't ready. And, uh, but my entire life, my mom's telling me this story. He's telling me a story. We'd never know the truth. Mm-hmm. And this, this is actually, I had a friend, a very good friend of mine. We were, we were talking, uh, not too long ago. And, uh, she was talking about how her mom, her entire life did nothing but put her dad down, um, made her dad feel this way. It, it was just toxic, always making her dad look bad. Mm-hmm. But ever since I've known her, her dad has been a great person. Right. Great. Made sure she had money for college, made sure she had that co-signer for school, always took her grocery shopping, made mm-hmm. sure her kids had the best Christmas. Wow. But always going to her mom hearing these negative stories. Right. Now, her dad actually cheated on her mom Mm -hmm. and she's always held a grudge against him for that and i look at her and i go well look at it this way your mom does nothing but put your dad down Mm -hmm. always negative connotations always making him feel like he's scum right i was like but ever since i've known you your dad has said nothing negative about your mom Mm-hmm. Because this, this, I've had an on and off again friendship with this girl, and 
Right. And, and when she realized I was becoming a life coach, she reached out to me and uh, I told her, I was like, look, ever since I've known your dad, not a mean bone in his body. Mm-hmm. So you're too busy listening to what your mom's saying because that's where you grew up. You're never going to know the true story. Maybe your mom cheated on your dad. Maybe your mom did this and that's why your dad cheated. But all you hear from your mom is he cheated on me. Yeah. That's it. You're never going to know both sides. So why are you angry at just one side? Why can't mm-hmm. you meet in the middle and see that he's still being a father to you? He's still in your life. Yeah. And just accept you're never going to know the truth. And sometimes that is okay. Just move on with your life. Yeah. And I know with myself, I was, I had the opposite. My mother never said, she would only say, we were young. We were young. She would never say, she wouldn't even tell me why we moved all the time. It wasn't until I was 19 and was, I was going to meet this man. And I could see the terror in my mom for the first time. Terror. And I didn't understand it because my mother hid all the, she hid her fear, you know, never explained to me why we were doing all this. I literally had to get over the age of 19 and she let me get to know him. And what did I do? I met him not knowing I dragged his happy butt into my mother's house and say, here you go. And she was like, (laughs) you know, and it took a long time for me. And my mother still to this day will not bad mouth him. She's just like, we were young. He, I was terrified of him. And I had to learn the truth on my own, but I was able to learn it through him, getting to know him and going, wow, you have nothing positive to say about my mother or anybody. And then literally looking at court documents and how he treated me or how he treated, I'm like, oh, you're not a nice guy. You know, like, oh, you're a violent man. Oh, I don't like you very much. Oh, you lie. You know, so mine was the opposite. Mine was always hidden from me of who he really was. And it was my adult years that I had, I got to find out. I, and I will tell you, it was a privilege to find out who he was. It was a privilege. And I never got to find out while he was alive, why he was this way, but it was a privilege to get to know him. And now that he's passed, I've had this privilege of getting to know him because I get the soul form and not the, you know, and not everybody gets that privilege of going, Hey, this person's just, they've just changed. They got rid of the mutes. He's still there. And now I get I get the beautiful loving soul that does come in that light, you know, and that does I'm, come in I'm that way. I'm still way. working on that. I'm yeah. still working on that. You know, I, I I am slight intuitive. I don't talk about it. I don't brag about it. Right. Um, even when I do my investigations, I don't use equipment. I oh, am awesome. solely energy. I am solely I'm my forte is sensory deprivations. Um, and, and that's still something I'm slowly working on. And and. I feel like I'm getting there right? because even instead, I I always go back to life coaching. I believe it or not, all of this falls into place somewhere. Right. And, you know, life coaching, they, they tell you the first thing that comes to your mind is your intuition. Mm. Follow it, believe it, listen to it. And when you do sensory deprivations and you use a lot of this equipment, people don't realize that that's your intuition. That is, when you're doing a sensory deprivation, I'm sure you know what that is. Um, believe what you're seeing, believe what you're hearing, listen to it because that is your intuition. And 99% of the time it is correct. Yes. Unfortunately in the paranormal field, we cannot prove it a hundred percent, but just follow that intuition, follow that gut feeling because 
that intuition is going to lead you in the right way. When even when that stuff happened with my wife and I, my intuition never led me to a divorce. Never. It told me to stay here and fix yourself. I love. I, I love that. I love that because you have an amazing marriage now because you did go in here, which is yep. phenomenal. Gosh, what a journey this hour has been, Mike. Holy cow. <laughs> what a journey. I love it. I love it. You know, this is what this show is all about. And people don't realize. I mean, like when I ask people to come on, I want to hear your story. You know, and, and me and Todd laugh because I bring people on and he's like, oh, my God. Yeah, don't know. Don't you know what they do? No. <laughs> I had John Klaus on last year, this last year, and I know him from the Ghost Finders. I know that he owns Hindale's house. He, on the show, he's like, I'm the producer of this. And I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's, a lot of us, like even me, I don't promote or share, you know. If it's nobody's business, I don't put it on mine. You know, I stopped posting pictures. Hell, I, even unless you read my Facebook post yesterday, I didn't tell anybody my dog passed away the other day. Oh, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. It's it a lot of it's personal and you know unfortunately I, I I see and and I'm not saying anything bad about anybody I understand there's a lot of love and support out there, yeah. but I'm still one of those people that it doesn't matter the love and support I get it's not going to bring my dog back no. you know but, so it it's not worth I still posted it and I I am very appreciative of everybody that you know has, has reached out to me but I'm just not one of those people that I don't care about numbers I I just I do what I do because I love it. I just love the fact that you've shared this beautiful story and how many people that went, God, I resonate with that. God, I resonate with that. Oh, that's so you cool. Just, truth truth and that's be told is everybody in this chat, everybody that's listening, I can tell you right now, you're going through something hard. Yeah. It's not even just because it's Christmas. It's the end of the year. You're trying to, um, you know, find New Year's resolutions. Word of advice, don't make a New Year's resolution. Don't. Um, that's why I do them November why? 1st. <laughs> why? Yeah, I mean, I, I see all these people doing, you know, hundred day challenges. Um, I actually had a friend doing a hundred day challenge on Facebook. Mm -hmm. He's severely depressed by the way. Yeah, I know. Her. A lot of I love her. Yeah, I um, love her. I know who, I know who it is and I love the hell out of her. You and me both. And, I, and I'm not going to say any names for no. anybody that doesn't know. Um, and she's like, you know, I got this 100-day challenge. And I, I, I told her, I was like, you know, why don't you, as a life coach, lower that number. Lower it. She goes, why? Well, for one, if you go 100 days and you skip one day, guess what? You set yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. Because your number's too high. Start at 10. And then you know what? Feel accomplished. You made 10. Yep. You, if you set your goal to 100 and you hit day number 50 and 51 rolls around and you're like, you know what? I don't want to post this. I, I just, I'm not in the mood. Guess what? You failed. And I loved and it because her, that moment where she didn't post for a while and she came back going, hey guys, I didn't do this, but you know what? I'm going to pick up where I left off. I'm not failing. I'm just figuring this out and I'm going to continue to feel better. I was and like, I, 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 even, I even told her, I was like, this is why a lot of people get mad at themselves because they don't lose weight. They set this goal for, I want to lose 50 pounds this in six months. Yeah. Well, six months rolls around. I only lost 10. Well, guess what? 50 pounds might've been too high of a number for you. Start somewhere, feel accomplished. Once you feel accomplished, 
you're going to want to keep going. Exactly. But if you set yourself up for 50 pounds and you fail, you're going to go right back to just be like, you know what, fuck it, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I love that because last I, I, little I over a year ago, I had gastric bypass and everybody knows I had it. And everybody's like, oh my God, how much do you want to lose? You know, just so until I pound is fine for me. I went until I feel better. And they'll be like, right. do you have any more to go? I guess if my body wants to let it go, it will. If not, I'll hold on to it. And you know what? Eh, I can chase the grandkids. That's how much weight I lost. You know, I mean, yeah, I have a number and it's awesome. But really, I never had a goal in mind other than I wanted to feel better. You know, the doctors would be like this. No goal. How much? It, no goal. Nope. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's oh, going to yeah. be what it's going to be. I'm not going to deflate my personality or like, oh, my God, I went through all of this because I didn't lose this. And it was no. No, it's great to have a goal. It's great to have a number, but yeah. never set your expectations too high ever no. because that one day comes around. You're going to, you can fail yourself and start right back at zero. Exactly. Set an accomplishment for five pounds and just keep going. Keep exactly. going. You got five pounds gone. Awesome. I'm going to lose another five in two weeks. Yeah. Don't jump to that. I'm losing, I'm losing a hundred pounds in six months. Yeah. That's going to set you up for failure. Start exactly. small advance small accomplishments lead to that big accomplishment don't just jump to that big accomplishment because you're going to set yourself up for failure i completely love that i love it i love it. mike you have been just a source of enjoyment and enlightenment through this whole thing and Thank i've also you. been talking into a microphone that's not working uh, you know, and that's okay. That's your own shadow work you have to work on. Because I see now, like, ooh, he just wants to stay behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, me? Yeah, it was like, and you took it away. and went, there's Mike. And you went, I like this better. I'm like, oh, he wants to be behind the scenes. That's okay. He works that way well. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I used to be that way. I, I used to have, and I, I tell people, I used to have anxiety. I used to have real bad anxiety. Until I actually understood what anxiety is. There you go. You know, I went, I went 37 years with no fingernails. I was always biting, always biting. Now they're longer and healthier than my wife's. There you go. Um, Mine too, but you know what? My nail lady does a great job. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, well, and, and I've posted this on Facebook before, and a lot of people don't understand. Like, I have dealt with anxiety. Do I enjoy – I used to hate doing podcasts. Yeah. I am a introvert who really, really, really hopes everything gets canceled. I do. I, I get ex Nothing excites me more than a, a meeting getting canceled. Um, but ever since I realized what anxiety really is, I've been so much happier. I love and I've been just fighting my demons. And people that, anybody that doesn't know what anxiety really is, yes, you, you, you read the negative stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have anxiety. I can't leave the house. I have anxiety. I can't talk to this person. Yes, anxiety can be bad. If you can't control it and you don't know what it is. Do you need medicine for anxiety? I'm not a clinical doctor, but I will tell you no. Right. Um, anxiety, all of that is, is it is your mind and your body putting you in a fight or flight mode saying, mm -hmm. hey, you're about to be in a situation that you're not comfortable with. Are you going to face that and be the superhero of your story? Or are you going to continue to cower to this fear? Right. This fear, face everything and rise. Face it. Rise above it. 
create a whole new path and face that anxiety. That's what I've been doing for the last year. And it's been it. phenomenal. I love it. I love yeah, it. I love it. Mike, I'm going to have... <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. have to bring you back on. I'll tell you what, this has been so awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, so I know your time's going short. And, you know, I work behind yeah. the scenes. And I'm going to give them their weekly reading. If I don't do that, I'll get, I'll get shackled later. So <laughs> be, be nice to her, Todd. I know you can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike. We'll definitely have to talk in the future. So it was a pleasure. I really enjoyed this. I, your energy is what I've been on quite a few podcasts that this is actually the first one I opened up about my wife. I love and it. I'll tell you what it, it relieved like I felt that relief off my shoulders I that energy you give off I love it oh thank you so you. much thank you so much I, I I love that I love that you have a beautiful day Merry Christmas you didn't even mention it <laughs> have a fabulous new year fabulous you too Okay. Please reach out. Keep in touch. I enjoy oh. our conversation. I would love to do something with you. Let's do some more. Oh, I, you know what? The thing is, is I'm thinking that in my head, like, Mike, we got to talk. We got to talk. <laughs> Shoot me a message. I'm always on board. We'll set up a meeting that you're going to be want to attend. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to remember the time zone difference. I'm there bad you at that. Go. It's only an hour. <laughs> We're good. Okay, dear, you have a beautiful day. And everybody else, I'll be back in a few minutes here with Diet Renee on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you so much, Annette. Bye-bye. Want to keep up with the latest at the station? How about catch up on your favorite shows on the go? Download the free WLTK-DB mobile app on the App Store and Google Play. Watch, listen, and shop right from the palm of your hand. The WLTK-DB mobile app. The truth is here and now. Get yours today. Everybody, welcome back to Diet Renee here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Oh my God, what an amazing show this week we've had. Oh my gosh, guys. I haven't seen, you know, it's like everybody's just been watching going, oh my God, I did not even wanted to comment. Everybody's just watching and it's been awesome. So um, let's do our weekly reading here, guys. We are doing all Denise Lynn this week. I don't even know why. I look back and these are two sets of Oracle decks I usually stay away from. I don't even know why. And I'm like, let's pull them out. We're going to do the five card start with her sacred traveler. We're going to do that one card um, just to bring them all together. We're going to use her sacred forest. I love these. Um, I love, I love, I love these. So um, let's do the five card stud, guys. Pick a card, pick a number. What number suits for you? You can take one, two cards, all five, whatever. This is your reading. 
for you to work on going into the end of the year. The end of the year. Let's do this. Ten favorite cards. I love these cards. Aren't they great? I love them. I love them. So card number one, unknown territory. You're exactly where you need to be. I love this card. If you pick number one, I love this because this is telling me that you are questioning your path. You're questioning your course in life. You're questioning all that. And really, it's because of fear of where you're going. What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to be going? What am I supposed to do with this? And this card is saying that you are exactly where you need to be. You are exactly where you need to be, where you're going forward to, okay? This is about taking a breath and going, oh, I'm fine. It's okay. You're in a breather moment. Know that where you're going, you don't, it's going to be fine. This isn't, you know what? Your life has never come with a book that said, this is a manual, how it's going to go. And right now, you're just, you're just starting to jot the course a little bit. Okay, card number two, Voyage of the Heart. Love flows through you into you. Another amazing card. This is one I think a lot of people struggle with because you have to remember love is a circle. Love is a circle. Love always comes back to you. But in order for you to get it, you have to give it out. You have to give it to yourself, you know? In order to accept, you have to have open hands. So love yourself. Know that life is beautiful. Open your hands to not only receiving love, but to give love. Let that flow keep going back and forth. And that's where you're sitting at if you picked card number two. And I feel like there might be a lot of healing going on if you picked card number two, okay? And card number three, you are a beacon for others, the wise leader, the wise leader. I love this. And you know what? This card says it's time for you to stand up. It's time for you to stand up. It's time for you to go, oh my gosh, this is who I am. This is my place. It's time for you to embrace the beauty of who you are and the beauty of what you've created around you. Okay. I think that this, you might be a person that says, you know what? I'm going to stay in the backstage. I'm going to stay behind the limelight. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But really, behind the scenes, you are the leader. You are the person people are following. And that's okay. It's okay to be that amazing person. It's okay for you to show up and say, you know what? I'm going to lead. I'm going to direct. I'm going to create something. I'm going to do whatever it is. But trust me, people are coming to you for a reason. Card number four, a wondrous universe. Walk in beauty. Walk in beauty. God, this can be a hard card, can't it? You know? But I'll tell you what, start looking, when you stand in that I am present moment, you're going to start to see the beauty all around you, the magnificence of everything around you, how amazing everything is. And it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So if you park, park, picked, picked card number four, it's time for you to be in a present moment of mind. Realize how beautiful everything is around you. Not just the colors, the skies, but literally your connections, everything that is really there. And card number five, the fifth one, the fifth one is stepping into your power. You are, you are strong beyond measure. This is reclaiming you. Guys, pick number five. You are reclaiming yourself. You are truly reclaiming yourself. You are saying that you value yourself. You're amazing within yourself and you are who you are. And that's okay to be you. Because trust me, when I say there's only one of you and the world needs you. Now, card number one was unknown territory. Card number two, voyage of the heart that love flows back and forth. Card number three was the wise leader because people are coming to you for a reason. Card number four is walking that beauty. Um, 
because the universe really is amazing. And card number five is standing in your power, reclaiming yourself. Now, I'll tell you what, if you're a person that picked all five cards, this really is you are on a journey of self-discovery and realizing that you are a rock star at the end of the day. Okay, this is what that it really is. Now, let's pull that extra card, that Sacred Forest card. That's also Denise Lynn's card. I love the feel of her cards. They're like that matte soft finish. They're just something I want to touch. I'm a tactile person. I'm starting to realize I'm a very tactile person, and I love that. Just one extra little thing I have for myself. Okay, so let's do this. I love this. Remember when I said it's about the journey? It's about the journey. If you've, you know, if you picked any of these cards or all these cards, it's really about the journey. And this is the Bluebird Spirit card. It's all about happiness, guys. It's all about happiness. And if I put this card against any one of those cards we picked today, it really is about your journey of happiness and how you're going to get there. How you're going to get there. And every one of those cards, following the truth of that card is going to get you exactly where you need to be. Because when you start to stand, step into who you are, you start to step into that, you are going to naturally start to attract happiness to you. What an amazing thing. What an amazing journey. I love this, guys. I love this. I God, I hope all these resonated with you. And you know what? Perfect timing to wrap up the end of the year. You know what? I think all the messages from beginning to end today has just been nothing but amazingness. Wrapping up the end of this year. Wrapping up just to start new things. I'll tell you what, for myself, you know, like I said, I do my New Year resolutions on November 1st. So that by, you know, next week, I've got it. what should be perfected, which is never perfected. But you know what? I'm walking into this journey of life for myself and kind of, and it really is to find happiness and inner happiness with myself and what is next, what is possible, what is next, and to not limit myself anymore. Now let's go over really quick all of our wonderful shows, wonderful, wonderful shows. Let's go from there. Um, ugh, the magic of the phone. You know me, I got to come up with the picture. I come up with the picture and then I tell you all the shows. What's on here? I gotta get which way is beginning. I think it's really weird. I gotta go through all and I, you know, I got the iCloud. You would think I just throw all my pictures into the iCloud. I never do. I never do. So let's go over these. Now I'm hoping this is accurate because we're growing, guys. We are growing. And just so you know, Mike Hatchard is a huge part of WLTK family now. He has jumped on board with us to help us grow the station, explore the station, making the station bigger, and making the content more of what you guys want. So it's awesome. So these are the shows we have this week. Next week, who knows? Um, Monday mornings, always school through spirit with myself at 9 a.m. Monday afternoons, right after me is Barnaby Jones's um, Monday Morning Monsters. Tonight, we have Be the Change with Christina Bloom at 8 p.m. At 9 p.m., she follows that up with The Paranormal Room with Christina Bloom and Logan Jacobson. Tomorrow we start off with, um, well, she says she's off until January, so hopefully she's back next week. She may not be, but you know what? Stay touch. Exploring the Paranormal with Heather Lee. Um, she's normally on at 9 a.m. I'm not sure if she starts up next week because it's January, but maybe it's a couple of days in. I'm not sure. Slipstream Shaman with Todd Wilcox at 12 p.m. That's a newer one, guys. Tuesday's noon. Slipstream Shaman with Todd Wilcox. Um, tomorrow night, 
I'm coming back, guys. I was off for most of December, guys, but I'm coming back. Unfiltered with Diet Renee is at 6 p.m. Bring your questions. Let's do some readings. Moment to Moment with Linda Hope is on at 7 p.m. Paranormal Pete with Pete Orbea is at 10 p.m. Wednesdays, we have got that in the morning at 10 a.m. We've got self care. What's paranormal got to do with it? That's with Deidre Sanford. The Psychic Art with Kelly Brickle is at 3 p.m. That is where she brings her guests in, guys. Seeing Beyond with Kelly Uckhart and Sheryl Murphy is on at 6 p.m. And the Missy Hart and Nicole Ford show is on break right now. Ugh, they'll be back. I love them. Um, but they, they'll be back, guys. <clears throat> Thursdays, we have Chat with Charlie with our very own Stephanie Lynn at 9 a.m. And for all the behind-the-scenes writing that you guys see, that's Miss Stephanie Lynn. Tyson's Gift Podcast with Brian Wainwright. Is on 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Realm of Darkness with Rennie Rodriguez and Ashley Moreno is on at 7 p.m. The Afterlife Chronicles with Nicole Strickland, 8 p.m. She's on break right now, but I know she's coming back hopefully in January soon. Just don't want you to forget about her. And Voice of Oneness with um, Amara Bonet is on at 10 p.m. Fridays is the Psychic Hour Reading Show with Kelly Brickle. That's on 3 p.m. Bring your questions. Bring your numbers. Again, she is a rock star with the psychic numbers and all that wonderful jazz. The New Bridge Radio with Kevin Mackey is on at 7 p.m. Twisted Ascension with Caden uh, Mask and Alyssa Mask. They're a husband-wife team is on at 8 p.m. And Haunted Voices with Todd's, um, Todd Bates and Nicole Strickland is at 10 p.m. on Friday nights. Phenomenal shows, guys. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, next week, where, who are we starting with? Who are we starting our year out with? Oh, my God, guys. Who are we starting our year out with next week? I know. Karen Romaine. You are going to love this woman. This lumber, uh, this woman, Karen Romaine, she has been in my life for about a year and a half, maybe two years now. Just a phenomenal woman. On so many levels, so much information, so much goodness. This this lady just, there's no boundaries. So I cannot wait to start the year with Karen. Um, and we'll go from there, guys. I will see you soon. Hope you guys have enjoyed today's show. This is Jet Renee here with School Through Spirit on WLTKDB.com. Have a great, great week.